Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. I want us to have a word of prayer. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your, your friendship with us. And we thank you for your fatherliness towards us. Your word is blessed and we know we are going to be blessed because you are going to be speaking to us as a father. In Jesus' name, amen. What a blessing. I want you to turn your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 7. And verse number one, then Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, my destiny be. And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the utmost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of Syria to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the utmost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried thence silver and gold and remnant and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also, and went and hid it. Wow. Verse 9. Then they said one to another, We do not well. This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come, that we may go and tell the king's household. 
it's a beautiful time it's a beautiful scripture and i love it i want you to also love it so let's use the twilight not the morning light that would be nice what do you think powerful so here the people of god were in a situation where the bible said syria had besieged samaria he shut the doors, none went out, none came in. And uh, the people of God, because they were in a state of drought, there was also farming in the land because farm produce were not coming good. And then the fact that they couldn't also go out and come in, they were shut because they were dealing with an enemy that wanted to hem them in and to destroy them. Then came a prophecy that tomorrow by this time, after many years, a prophecy came. I believe strongly that many of us have been in such a situation where life has kept us in and wants us to cave in. And uh, then the prophecy came, tomorrow by this time, um, there will be food everywhere. It shall be sold so cheap that everyone will get it. And now their situation was so bad that they were eating things that were not good for human consumption. Now, I realized that in this scripture, when Samaria was shut in, the king was shut in, and the lepers were also shut in. The palace was shut in, the street was shut in, regular households were shut in, so people were eating all kinds of things. In fact, the Bible makes us understand in chapter 6 that women were eating their children in tents. And they were using cow's dung, dove's dung, animal poopoo. I mean, for contemporary English. And then there were also lepers. So all kinds of people. It really doesn't matter who you are. Whether you are a king, that stands for being born again. Or you are a regular household. Or you belong to the street. Or you are a leper. Let's say, you know, the extreme end, the ugly part. It really doesn't matter who you are. Once you are here on earth, you can be shut in and you can cave in. So they were all in the same situation. Like during this COVID-19, no matter who you are, whether you are rich or poor, whoever gave birth to you, whether you are American, you are Ghanaian, it doesn't matter. Everybody has been asked to stay put. And we are all staying put. Those of you that said that traveling is your hobby and you used to come and, you know, just shake your sh- shoulders small i just came from um, america i just came from uk and i mean just two months there your accent have changed but now we are all here we are speaking the way we are supposed to speak you can't even dress the nice wardrobe you have you can't even use it so really you see that things that happen on earth have the the characteristic of affecting everyone regardless of who you are and so sometimes when in certain areas of life christians seem to mm, characterize themselves as special here on earth in certain areas when it comes to farming when it comes to market issues we all face the same dynamics and we need to embrace what makes people turn around negative dynamics into positive gains and that's why i'm speaking to you about opportunities and i'm speaking to you about the twilight not the morning light 
Now, the Bible makes us understand that when this situation was there or came to the people, God bypassed the palace, bypassed the regular people in the houses on the street and went to the gate of Samaria. There were four lepers there who had been ostracized. They had been cast away because in that time, within their context, if you were a leper, you were supposed to stay at the outskirts of the town because it was highly infectious and you were deemed to be contaminated and it was also deemed to be abominable for a leper to be amongst people because you could ceremonially make some people unclean if you touched them. So these were people who were segregated, they were set aside, and they were not supposed to mingle with people. And so they were sitting somewhere, the famine was really burning and blowing on them. Prophecy had come, but God bypassed everyone and then gave everyone opportunity at the same time. Now, watch this. Please watch this. I'm not going to preach for long. God gave the palace an opportunity by letting them hear about the prophecy. So when the prophecy came, in verse number two, the palace shut down the prophecy. The Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. So we see the palace getting a great opportunity to hear it from the mouth of the prophet or the prophet's servant to the king. But the palace shut down that opportunity. I want to let you understand that your position or your glorious position in this life on this earth might be the reason why you may shoot down life-changing opportunities. When you are used to life in the palace, when you are used to a very comfortable life, a very conservative way of things happening, I mean, the Lord in whose hand the king leaned had a particular way of seeing opportunities, of seeing things turn around through particular activities that were logical, that were conservative, that were patterned and regular. He was not used to running on a prophetic word that doesn't have a touch with the realities on the ground. And so here was a prophecy. Everywhere is dry. There is drought. There is famine. There is problem. We are hemmed in. And you are saying tomorrow by this time, there is going to be so much food. Now, the ground cannot yield the food. The gates are logged. Logically, how is this going to happen? That's why he even made reference to the windows of heaven because in his visual spectrum, he could not imagine such a thing in a psychological frame that this thing could happen. It was not real to him. The issues on ground were not so real enough to bring such a turnaround in 24 hours because by education, by his training, by his learning, he had learned that 
for a nation to turn around, they are destined, they have to adhere to some macroeconomic dynamics must change, inflation must change, public finance, public spending, and all this, you know, we need to do this and that and that. They were used to a particular way of doing things. And that is why many people are also missing opportunities during this COVID season. That possibly we are used to doing things in a particular way and situations or life has changed without our consent and we now have to make adjustment. That adjustment the Lord in the palace couldn't make and so he died. In the time of opportunity, that's when he died. Actually, it's the opportunity, the blessedness of the opportunity that killed him. So here the point I want to make is that you, you belong to the privileged people in society. You belong to a privileged class. You have had opportunity to be schooled in a formal education. You have had opportunity to relate to certain kinds of people. There are certain things that are done in certain ways. And now the COVID has changed the global way of doing things. And people have still not woken up to the fact that Life on earth has changed at least in the past seven months. COVID started somewhere around November, December. We're already in July. People have not woken up yet that the regular way you are doing things are no longer working or even if they are working, they are no longer going to work as much as they do. And that's why you are trying to go to the physical market to go and wait for a client to come there. When people are saying that, no, we would rather now buy the tomatoes online and get them to deliver to us. You have not changed because in the palace, you are used to sitting and people serving you and things because people in the palace don't work for their food. People, Bible says that the best of the land is fed to the king. So people go and work the land. They go till the land with their energy and then the king enjoy royalties eat so he, he sometimes you can lose touch with what's on the ground when push comes to shove i'm feeling it already that's why many people have not adjusted people could not adjust living in the same lockdown with their wives their husbands you couldn't adjust because your father told you that you were a man and in the lockdown, you realize that you are nobody and you didn't know how to adjust your emotions. And I don't want to mention your case. So I think that mostly when we are doing marriage counseling, we should do 80% of the marriage counsel like only the boys. The girls should come for the last 20%. Because boys don't get to be trained from day one how to behave in their marital home. Girls will be told, when you do this, when you, go to, when you marry, you have problems. When you, don't, you can't take this to marry. From day one, learn how to cook, learn how to do this, learn how to wash, learn how to keep your grooming, learn how to do this. That's why boys are mostly dirty. You know, the girls are taught how to groom, how to do this, how to do that, how to do that. Hardly do you find a lady who smells so bad. But you can find, if you put 10 guys there, I'm telling you, Something is happening somewhere. 
Because they are not taught how to groom. The same way boys are not taught how to be a loving husband, how to be a good husband. And the little excuse we raise is that my father was not there. I didn't learn it. You would be foolish to raise that excuse. My father was not there, but I'm not like that. Many people, their fathers were not there, but you lack the ability to adjust. And it's a sign that something has gone wrong in your mind, psychologically. Because you have put in pictures there that don't work with regular people. That's why any woman you stay with, even if it's an angel, that woman will have a problem with you. So you need to adjust. I'm saying that we need to make adjustment. Even with opportunities, if you don't make adjustment, when the harvest comes, in the midst of the opportunity, the harvest or the opportunity manifestation will kill you. So many people die, you will be physically alive, but you are dead because you are unable to make adjustment. Why are you not able to diversify? I mean, we might not get to the twilight, but I'm here and I'm stuck and I want to talk about it. We might not, because with opportunities, your ability is in your adjustability. If you can't adjust and see things the way they must be seen in the current way things are going, you will miss the wave, and missing the wave means missing treasure, missing your opportunity, missing your season. For instance, every season comes with its own business. One of the businesses this season has come with, and if you are not a typical palace person, because a typical palace, you know a typical royal has a way of thinking. It's a pattern thinking. But the guy who is on the street is very pragmatic. He's easily adjusted. He's dynamic. He's flexible. They dress anyhow based on the fashion. But a royal cannot dress anyhow based on the fashion. They have to follow. That's why Scottish wear their skirt. And you go to Buckingham Palace. You have to dress because you are Prince Harry. You are Prince this. You are that, 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 that. But me, I can wear a t-shirt and come and sit here. I can appear anyhow, this and do. And you know, blah, blah, blah. And so... People who are on the street are more pragmatic, but the people who are in the palace seem to be more dogmatic and find it difficult to adjust. But if you are going to make it, you have to be like the lepers who are in town and sitting by the gate of Samaria and they are keeping watch of the gate. So I was talking about during this pandemic, there are businesses that have come with the season. One of them has to do with alcohol. Not the consumable alcohol people drink and destroy their organs, but um, industrial alcohol that people used to spray. is also a sanitizer. They used to sanitize surfaces, hands, and all of that. If you have it, you can't go wrong. But because you say, okay, as for me, I sell chicken. As for me, I sell this. Who, who made you an owner of that chicken? You see, you need to have that flexibility you, so you can have your core business and have some fringe businesses around the core. And the fringe businesses help you to, they help you to diversify based on the season because this particular season might not respond, the demands of the season might not respond to your core business. However, it's your business and it's your core business. And when everything gets restored, you see that your core business will be moving. But until then, 
You need to have these fringe businesses that helps you to make different investments as a way of diversifying against the shocks of the time. And so you have alcohol, you have sanitizers, hand sanitizers, you have PPEs. People have gone into PPEs in this season, and the COVID is here. That means that people are going to use face masks, people are going to use face shield, people are going to do things, PPEs, you can go wrong, you cannot go wrong. You can go into some form of supplies and they must be, they must be good. They must be good. And why can't you supply vitamins? Vitamin C, zinc, import it, airlift it. Pharmacies want to get it. And it has to be certified, of course. It will come through the airport. So I believe they will certify it and all of that. These are things that are consumables that are for the season. It's for free for you anyway. But this time you want to go and sell a dress. Who is buying dresses? To wear. And for what function? When numbers have been limited to 100 and, and association is what also causes infection. Mobility is one of the things we are trying to reduce and connections and fellowship is something where you are selling shoe, you are selling dresses, you are, what's wrong with you? If it's your core business, yes, maybe you keep marketing and all of that, and all, but find a way to diversify into fringe businesses that are working now. Or else you feel so depressed because you don't understand that in the twilight of your life, things you know used to work don't work. And if you are waiting for the morning, you will die. That's what they said. If we wait till morning, we die. It says a mischief will come upon us. So if you are there and twilight, let me come to the message. I'm loving it already. And I learned twilight, not from the dictionary. I learned twilight from watching football. British commentators used to make a comment when a player, normally in football, your flowering years are between 16 to about 25. There about you are at 27. You are the peak of your career. So once you cross 27, like Messi and Ronaldo right now, they are in the twilight of their careers because they've already hit 30. So that's a time that you are starting to have diminishing returns and you can be plateauing and we know that we are having a send-off for you. All right. So the twilight for people comes in a place where you are not as productive as you used to be and even though your mind wants to do something, your body doesn't allow you. And so you might have knowledge that you cannot have energy to practically actualize your dreams. That's your twilight. Here for them, the twilight was in the dark moment. It was, it was between dawn and early morning where there's so much darkness. And when you find one, one or two stars just giving light in a place of darkness. So you see that there is more darkness or more disadvantage to you than advantage. That's twilight. That's a time where your business is not booming because it's not a regular time. Twilight moment is not a regular time. That's time people are asleep. People are not coming to the market to buy. People are not going. There's not much movement. There's, there's crunch everywhere. That's twilight. But that is a time a lot of people sleep. That's a time a lot of people don't want to do anything. But these four lepers were alive and alert in the twilight moment 
of their lives. Question is, in such a season of your life, what do you need? Do you need a twilight or you need a morning light? The Bible is saying that if you are wiser and open to revelation, you will see that the twilight is more beneficial to you than the morning light. Because the twilight forces you to take decisions and take actions and the morning, people who belong to the morning light are people who wait for decisions to meet them. They wait for circumstances to propel them into things. So he said, if we wait till the morning, so people who, who believe in the morning light, they are people who sit and wait. And by doing that, the major thing that will happen there is that a mischief, an abomination, something that's a bad news will happen to you because he said, we can only share glad tidings when we are operating within our twilight. And I'm going to help you to apply because for some of you, you are maritally, you are in your twilight. Of course, for a lady between 22 and 25, God should help you to marry. Once you hit 26, 27, and 28 going, it can become another matter. When you hit 30, it's gynecologically becoming even issues on your mind and all of that. It can, those are things that can become a twilight. Now, when people are in that level, they lose themselves. They, they lose hope. They lose their fighting spirit because, okay, what is left of me? I, I, I'm no longer fruitful. I'm no longer beautiful. You are in a twilight. You don't like the way your body is looking. When you dress, it doesn't even come out well. You are not as sharp and your skin is not as silky and shining like it used to be. You know, time I would jina would diaswa. Now you are in your twilight, the clay is behaving some way, and your age is not on your side. Who is going to marry me? Maybe you have one child and you are not married, and you are asking yourself a lot of questions. You know, and you have certain deficiencies in your mind, maybe on your body, or you, I don't have a certificate, I'm at this level, and I've not I've gone to school as much, and blah, blah. These can become issues of twilight for a lady or for a guy who has in heart something but knows that time is fighting against you. That's a twilight moment for you. You are sitting there and you feel like, wow, I, I, I'm a footballer. I never got to play professional football. And now I'm at this point. Well, I want to tell you that in the twilight, God doesn't look for nice people. So in your twilight, God can still work. Something has to happen in your life. Your first important step might not come in your heydays. It might come in your twilight. And twilight is not age bound. Twilight is when you sometimes even lack ideas and you don't know whether to go or to come. You don't have people. You are alone. That can be a twilight moment for you. Like these people, they were rejected. They were set aside. They knew that they were not accepted amongst the, among the class of people who were tagged as regular and fine people. Twilight. So when in your twilight moment, you can lose every opportunity that human beings have spelled out. But God thinks differently. And if you begin to think the way God thinks, you will find out that your life will be way, way better than the way men think. For men. So here we see that these guys 
were sitting there. They were not waiting for opportunity to come to them. Unlike the morning light people who wait for the morning light. The twilight, they are in the twilight, they are in the COVID season and they are trying to find a way to turn that season around. So the question is, what do you have, what do you want, and how do you want to proceed? The Bible makes us understand that these four lepers, in verse number three, they were sitting at the entrance of the gate, and the Bible said they were four, and they said one to another. Why sit we here until we die? Listen, when you come to that point, where you find yourself in a twilight situation, where it looks like life has come to an end for you, or you are not part of the moving people, or you are not blah, 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 blah. How do you turn it around? How do you turn it around? I don't want theories. When I'm preaching to you, I don't like theories. I want practicalities. Because it takes practicality for you to turn around your situation from bad to good, better, and then if God helps you, you get to the best of what God can give you and of yourself. So the four lepers were sitting there. Whilst the palace was not making any move, these four lepers in the twilight of their season said to themselves, they said to themselves, one another, they said to themselves, why sit we here until we die? Now, number one, for you to maximize your twilight moment, like your, your bad, I mean, it's a moment where you know that, look, it's like I'm not part of it. For you to turn it around, I'm just telling you how to turn your finances around, turn your marriage around, turn your business around, turn this season around. Number one, you need to have a personal analysis of your condition. First of all, these people knew they were lepers, so they knew their place. They were sitting at the gate. When you were a leper, don't sit too far away from where the battle is. When you know that situation has not gone well for you, you are a lady, you are 33, you are not married, don't sit too far away. Don't cut yourself off and say, I'm lonely and I like to stay alone. No. You need to be in fellowship with people who have sound mind. You need to be closer to where the battle is. You need to be closer to the market. If you are a businessman and you are a leper, leper is someone who, <laughs> who is in trouble, right? You are, your life is deteriorating. If you, understood, you understand anything about leprosy in the Bible, it's a skin disease that makes your skin deteriorate and it's like it's getting rotten. So they, as the days go by, you are getting rotten, you are, your skin is exfoliating, it's falling off, and you are gradually dying. So when you are in that position, condition, where every day naturally brings you trouble and it, it makes you inch closer to shame and breakdown and all of that, what do you do? You can't stay close to the palace. You are not accepted. You have to stay close to the battlefield. You have to stay close to the market. I'm giving you practicality from the word of God. Stay close. When you, first of all, you have to, 
You have to be true to yourself and say, I'm a leper. <laughs> I'm not like those other people. I'm different. But God is not ashamed of your difference. Your difference also makes you unique. If you have a disability, it is not inability. Your disability can make you unique. You can have a business from your disability. You, it makes everything you are makes you unique. So I'm a leper. That's my situation. My finances is a leprous finance. You have a leprous finance. You have to come to that point where you are currently. My business has become leprous. My relationship is a leprous one. Anybody I relate, um, I, I go into relationship with, the, if something bad happens, it doesn't work. You have to know that it doesn't work. You are a leper. Okay, so having a proper assessment of your current situation helps you to tie the solution down. Because many people are living in, I don't want to use the word, I don't want to use the word. Many people are living in denial. That's a nicer word. Denial of their real circumstances and situation in life. You are poor, but you are showcasing yourself as rich. To who? Who do you want to impress? If you are a leper, you are a leper. Though you have worn your dress, the leprosy is, is on your skin. And only you know what is behind those things you are covering up. And so having a personal honest assessment of where you are, who you are, where you are at. In most developmental literature, they tell you that the first point of solution is the discovery, identification of the problem. You need to identify that this is the problem, this is where I am. Until you identify that, look, I am 30 and I'm still receiving stipends from my mother, my friends, and all of that. That's a problem. If it doesn't become an identified problem in your life, you can't turn it around. And please, being part of a fraternity and getting back passes and getting some tips here and there and all of that does not make your life have a durable solution. Because your life is riding on the emotions of people. That's not a durable solu solution. So to have a durable solution, you need to first of all identify that, look, I'm in a crisis. Don't live a life of falsehood, a life that is, that is not in touch with your reality. And don't define a new reality for yourself. If we are in a famine as a nation like Samaria, we are in a famine. That's where we are. We are in a drought and we have been besieged. Coronavirus has besieged us. And we are in a siege. Don't you see every nation is logged? Your visa is expiring and you can do nothing about it. You can't go to the embassy. You can't do anything about it. The embassies are not working for... Um, non-natives, if the embassy, American embassy in Ghana right now is only working for Americans, it's not working for any Ghanaian. So, so you, see, you have to be real to yourself. Please tell somebody you are watching with that. Be real to yourself and identify your problem. The problem with many people is that they don't see the problem they are in. And that's a big problem. To be in a problem 
and not identify that you are in a problem. It's a big problem. This is huge. And this huge is spelled capital H, small u, capital G, and capital E. That's your own huge. is a different spelling. How you are mixing caps and lowercase together in the middle and somewhere. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. H. You are a leper and you can't see. Even when your skin is smelling poverty. It's smelling. You, are going, you cannot smell. That's a big problem. So it helps you. Because you see, being a leper and identifying that you are a leper helps you to position yourself not in the palace, but at the gate. And for many people, the reason why we have missed the opportunity is because of bad positioning. And bad positioning and association comes from you not analyzing your current personal condition in the light of what it is. And living in denial makes you fraternize with certain people that you are not supposed to fraternize with makes you have a mental disposition that ought not to be. And so you see that you are lying to yourself. Everybody is clapping for you outside, but you have nothing. You don't. But having Christ in you does not mean that don't have mental analysis. So look at your account. Look at it. And I'm teaching opportunity and you want me to be talking about demons. Look at, your, look at how people are chopping. One guy told me yesterday, he said, I've imported PPEs and I'm not going to get less than $200,000. By the time he saw, you are there. You are a leper. How is it that this season has brought a great... Look, when it's rainy season, one of the great businesses it will bring will be a business for umbrellas? Is that not so? So why do you lose the season to its business? He makes all things beautiful in its season. Every season has beauty in there. You might Some people are praying that this COVID-19 must never go because they have seen business. The people's lives have improved because of the COVID. Power has changed hands. Because of the COVID. And if you don't begin to assess your leprous condition well. I told you I can't preach the message. I'm just in some small corner like that. You will be lying to yourself. And you will venture into the palace. And they will kill you. Now these people eventually went to the palace. But they went with good news. They went with product. They went with something that the palace was looking for all this while. So when you don't belong to a fraternity and you produce a product that the fraternity needs, they will accept you into that fraternity. But you can't go there without a product that their lives depend on. Who cares about you? That's why, that's why this morning, please, because many Christians refuse to stay in your level. You are not staying in your level. You are not, you are not following the script God is giving you to follow. That's why you are in the church and you are thinking like a devil's child. Because you are not following the pattern of divine wisdom. And your life is going down like a leper who is not attending to anything. 
So these guys identify that, look, we are lepers. We, we are houseless. <laughs> we go near the battleground. You can't stay in your house um, thinking that nobody likes you. And, uh, people not liking you, you can't ch- can you change people's mind? What you can do is to change your life. When your life changes, people will change their, how they see you, how they perceive you, and how they even want to relate with you. People... I told you people are utilitarians. If they are not going to get anything in you, they don't see their interest in you. They are not coming to you. So change your life. Emerge. (laughs) And everything will evolve around you. That's powerful. So these people, let me make progress because we are talking about practicality. And so these people, they say, look, we are sitting by the market. You need to go to where the action is. That's the first important step. You need to go to where the action is. And these are the three mentalities these guys were having. Number one, this is what they said. Behold, verse number two, verse number three, the lepers are in verse number three. Let's read it. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? So you understand that if you are a leper and you sit where you are, you will die. Don't sit in your situation. You need to change the situation as quick as you can. Why sit we here till we die? That's one thing I need you to remember. Let's go on, verse number four. If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall be, we shall but die. So here we see that if you analyze your situation and find out that, look, my condition qualifies to be a leper, First question you need to ask yourself is a provocative question. Why sit in this situation till I die? That that the real definition of a leper is not the skin disease you are having. The real definition of a leper is not the emptiness of your bank account. It's the emptiness of your head. Not to analyze to find out that With all these things surrounding me, if I sit here, I die. The inability to reason that death is coming for you is what makes you a leper. I'm I'm saying it again. Corona will kill people, but it will not kill everyone. Your inability to know that not everyone will die as a result of the virus is going to shut you down and you will die. And what killed you is not coronavirus. What killed you is mental breakdown virus. That's what killed you. Your inability to reason. To know that sitting means dying. Not taking action means dying. And it's a mental block. It's a mental deficiency. That you, you are sitting in something that will kill you and you feel like that's cool. It's not cool, brother. It's not cool. Sister, it's not cool. It's not cool. If you sit here, you will die. Here means situation. 
Here was geographical for them. Here was conditional situation for them. Here meant everything for them in that time. I believe strongly that you must mentally stimulate yourself based on the word of God and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit as a child of God that I can't sit in this situation any longer. That is the first, first instance for the first important step for you to break any kind of leprous lifestyle on wellness is to have that mentality. How am I thinking? What's my thinking pattern like? And look at what they said. If we sit here, we die. Verse number four. Number one. The famine is in the city and if we go back, we will die. It's a serious matter. So let me just try and put it in a proper context for you. There is famine in the city where you have come from. Your past. If you go back, you will die. So that's the thinking. It's not a reverse thinking. Some people think and they're always thinking about when life was good for me. Now, the past doesn't hold much material physically for your future. The possibly the only material the past can hold for you is the famine in the past that can teach you that you need a lot of goods now and in the future. Some of the bad experiences in the past can become a fuel in your engine that can spare you on to move from where you are and go into the next level. Possibly the, the lessons from the past might only be the only asset you can carry with you. But the bad experiences, the lack of physical material in the past and any good thing in the past or anything in the past, if you try to introduce it to your now and your future, you will be a leper who will die where you are. So there is nothing in the past to go into the city. Some of the things you used to do that used to work is no longer working. You need to put it on the shelf. He said, two, if we sit here, here where we are right now, anything that is in a state of inertia, if it is a living being, it dies where it is. So if we sit here too, we are already hungry and we don't have anything. We would die sitting here. It looks safe because we are far away from people who hate us. But sometimes safety also means distraction. So staying safe in your own comfort zone is also the definition of distraction and deterioration. So you have separated yourself. You say, I like to be in my corner. I like to, you know, be to myself and all of that. How much are you able to do by being by yourself? So we sit here, we die. Now, the enemy is there ahead of us. If we go there too, we die. You see that? The past is a risk. The present is a risk. The future is a risk. Life is a risk. If you sleep, it's a risk. You wake up, oh, it's a risk. You do something, it's a risk. You don't do anything, it's a risk. These people said, we would rather take steps into the future and play into the hands of the enemy because where the enemy is, that is where opportunities are. Opportunities is not in the past. Opportunities are not where we are sitting. 
The opportunities, they are in the battlefield. They are where the enemy is. The higher the risk, the higher the earnings. And we are going, if we die, we die. If you are in your twilight, one of the things you should pray to God to give you is inner tenacity to take risk in the face of the enemy. Inner tenacity. Most Christians use the cover of your faith and the cliche of grace, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, by the grace of God. That kind of, that kind of phrase has rendered a lot of people useless because you don't use the intrinsic value of that thing. You just use it as a cliche. If you believe the grace of God is what is making you who you are, like Paul said, take a move into the next level. Because when they made a move, they saw God working. By just saying, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, somebody sent me a money. By the grace of God, somebody, that's a foolish way of living your life. What is by the grace of God about living as a beggar? What is by the grace of God about that? There is no by the grace of God about that. The grace of God, if you appreciate the grace of God, oh my God, you would take a step like these lepers took a step. All of us, eh, we are lepers. It doesn't matter your accolade. Have you read about a man called Naaman? He was a captain of the Syrian army, but he was a leper. He had many victories, but he it does not matter the victories you have had. At some point in time, God will make you feel like you are a leper. Now, if you miss analyzing your leprous state in the season when your leprosy has come, and you still think you are a captain with badges, you would die beer. And so this is a time to take the risk by going forward. Not going back. Some people take a risk going back or staying where they are. It's a risk, but it's a bad risk. You take a risk going forward. And what was forward? The market. <laughs> they were at the gate. They had to cross the gate into enemy territory. Most of the territory that has blessings for us, we call it enemy territory. We see, we see the enemy there more than the blessing. We call it enemy territory, enemy's territory. It's a place like it's a no-go area. But the earth is the Lord's, and everywhere is a go area. You need to venture into things, venture. This COVID has brought business. Some people are afraid. You have been there, you are doing analysis of paralysis in your mind. How this thing hit your spirit three months ago to import PPEs. You never did it until this time. And now you are watching whether the thing is going or is coming. Or you still don't want to take that step. That's analysis of paralysis. It keeps you in one place. Doesn't add any value to your life. Oh boy, I couldn't touch my twilight, but I think that where we have come to, you, you, you have to take the first important step of your life and all that we have taught about opportunity, the question is, have you taken the first important step by taking that vision, that dream, after asking yourself questions, why sit we here till we die? If we go back, we die. If we sit here, we die. If we go forward, we die. What is the next step? Take the step. Take the step. Do that business, do that supply. Take 
the step, that the first important step is the most important step in life. For a child to walk, he'll be crawling over, but when he takes the first step, it's a great sign that this child will be running some time to come. The first step is the most important step. Why are you still waiting? If you wait, you die. You sit here and wait, you die. If you wait for the morning light, you will die. You can only operate in your twilight season. That is a season that it doesn't look like there are great opportunities, but there is so much opportunity for you in that season because it's a shadow. The season that many people think is not a great opportune season, that's the season that you have the greatest opportunity of your life. These people went and the things were waiting for them. Please, we beg you, come and carry us gold, silver, remnant, food, everything. I'll continue this message. I'm feeling it already. That is a time. When you feel nobody wants to marry you, four men are already watching you. Dress well, appear well, and speak well. Put up yourself well. When you hate yourself most, that is when people want to love you because something is about to happen. Love your body. This is what God has given you. Love it. That's your container. Love it. Come on, say, I love it. Love, appear. If you have a slim body, you can make a business out of it. You have a fat body or a big body, a plump body, whatever you call it. I mean, let me use, excuse me, because some people get annoyed when they say fat. But look, look at me. Whatever you have, it can become a big, big business for you. There are some places they don't allow slim people. Only people who have got some flesh are the people who are allowed. Some narrow gates, some, some, some people who are big cannot enter. Only slim people can enter. Don't sit there in your anorexia, okay, Be, and become anorexic. Yeah, and, and you are trying to become something else and you have all these disorders trying to, dis- what is the problem with you, whatever, you love yourself, you are a leper, you are a leper. But one step can make a leper appear in the palace. One step can make the whole palace, and you know, when they went and told them the news, the palace followed the lepers to the ground. I mean, that's, the, for the first time in their life, they forgot that relating with a leper was abominable, was contagious, was, you see, because when you start succeeding, that's why wellness is important, when you start succeeding as a leper, the whole nation will follow you. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He, right now he said, nobody wants me, but just start succeeding. The whole nation, including the king, they sent horses to fully go and show us where the thing is. And people who get the privilege to show people who belong to the higher echelon of society are people who take the first important step. So all that our father in heaven was telling you in June, through his servant, myself, about opportunities, you are still sitting in that office. You are still not making your move. And you are still praying for wellness. Wellness, they free never back. You see the windows of heaven that are going to pour? Do you see the windows of heaven pouring anything for the people of Samaria? You need to take that step. Brother, sister, make that bold decision. Take that first important step. Where is your product in the market? Where, what is your business? What are you doing? Why do you want pastor to pastor poor people? 
Wellness gives you opportunity to make positive impact and influence on other people. I will bless you until you become a blessing. How many people will you be able to influence with your real self now? But your, your ability to influence many people is in your first important step. And I'm asking you today, that plan you have on paper, that thing that is on the table, move it from the table to the market. Take the step. Confront whatever is ahead of you. Go into the market. Enter the enemy territory. And enter there and you will see that God has already prepared a blessing for you there. Take the first step. Don't sit here till you die. Don't. Come on now. Tear yourself up and take the first step. Why sit we here till we die? Please, whatever your plan is, even if it is small, start it now. Come on now. What did the pastor say? Start it now. One more time. Start. Take the action now. Start it now. There are consumers or customers waiting for what you start. Start it now. What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for the morning? Oh, you are waiting for COVID-19 to go. My brother, my sister, leave this matter. Let it be here. What is it? Forget that thing. We are here. It is here. We are also here. Start that thing. Are you here now? Start that. Take that bold step. Instead of putting nonsense on your status, oh boy, market something, oh. Market something. And, and don't wait for COVID-19. Look, the politicians, they are not waiting for COVID-19 to go. Let me tell you something. Politic, especially with um, sending countries or countries that send migrants abroad and all of that. Have you seen? Or countries that are always at the receiving end of aid and the Do you know how much money they have given to African countries because of the coronavirus? It has helped the budget of politicians so much that they, the only painful thing for them is the fact that the sickness kills human beings. And yes, why do you think that? Of all the hula baloo people are making, um, people registering, doing whatever. Why has no one from the political elite, both the ruling government in Ghana, the opposition parties, why has none of them suggested that the election should be postponed? You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244 177 or 0204 916 168 or 0277-532-360. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.